When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. This is another edition of Wacky Wednesday. I'm Adam Best here as always with Sterling Holmes. Sterling, what a crazy trade uh, trade deadline, huh? Wild. So many moves. And actually, surprisingly, those 10 moves on the actual day of the trade deadline, most in NFL history. NFL trade deadline starting to get a little more, let's say, crazy. But it's not even close to the NBA, Major League Baseball, etc. We're starting to see it move. As much as we play Madden, we expect to see some big trades. It doesn't really happen. Ten years from now, though, you're starting to get uh, more young general managers. I think that's a big part of it, this kind of forward thinking. And also what the Rams accomplished last year after making that big trade. Other teams say, oh, they traded for Von Miller and won a Super Bowl. Maybe TJ Hawkinson can get us over the hump. Maybe Bradley Chubb can help the Dolphins beat the Chiefs and the Bills. <laughs> Unlikely, but hey, everyone's got a dream, right? Uh, you can be the Rams and go all in, or you can be the Broncos and go all in and be screwed for five plus years. Double-edged sword. <laughs> it almost made, the, you know, this influx almost made everyone forget about the Kadarius Tony trade. And what happened yesterday with Chase Claypool shed a little new light on that. Chase Claypool and Kadarius Toney both have shown flashes of brilliance. Both can be knuckleheads, right? Is that a fair assessment? Sure. Uh, So Claypool was picked in the second round of the 2020 draft. He's 24. And Kadarius Toney was drafted in the first round of the 2021 draft. He's 23. So the fact that we paid really almost a fourth in a third round compensatory pick and a sixth when the bears paid a second, which will probably be maybe in the thirties. I think you have to say we got really, really good value on Kadarius Tony. I, 
I would say yes, but also let's let's not get it twisted. Chase Claypool's done more in his time in the NFL than we've seen from Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony, the Chiefs are buying uh, buying low on. Obviously, they've been in talks with Kadarius Tony uh, this off season, obviously, and then not even then. Kadarius Tony came out today in his presser and said. He had in-depth talks during the actual draft process with Kansas City. So this was a guy the Chiefs have targeted for a while now. And what makes me at least enthused, they shouldn't be scared about some of the non-football-related situations. They've had their eye on him for this long. They know either A, what they can do to, to prevent some of those situations from happening, or they're basically saying, this was a Giants issue. This was a New York Giants situation. They sure. got sideways with Tony. We think Chiefs organization can control what Kadarius Tony does and how he's going to perform here, his actions. Either way, I'm thrilled to see uh, Brett Veach have a guy who has this shiftiness, the quickness, the athleticism, cost-controlled. Being able to get a guy like this for a fourth and a sixth when you don't have the ability to keep all of your draft picks next year anyways. Those guys aren't all making the roster – to me, this move makes a lot no, of sir. sense. Yeah, and who are you going to trust? On one hand, you got Dave Gettleman and Joe Judge. Because let's be honest, Brian Dable and that new regime wanted no part of Kadarius Tony. They wanted to wash as much of that Gettleman-Judge stank off themselves as they could. And on the other hand, we have the track record of Andy Reid and Brett Veach. I'm going to trust the right hand. I'm going to go with Veach and Reid and, and hope that Kadarius Tony, who... Uh, massive ceiling. There's a lot of issues, including health, but this dude is different. He moves different. I don't even know how to explain it. He moves like, like you have uh, a master puppeteer controlling the Kadarius Tony marionette. And then the re- the defenders are controlled by like novice puppeteers. And this master puppeteer is just herky jerky, just doing things, that you shouldn't be able to do. And the other, the other puppeteers are like, we can't, we can't catch this guy. What are you doing? We've never seen this before. That's kind of how he, he looks on a football field. And for me, the, the process where I've been saying the Chiefs have been retooling from this offseason continues to now. Not only do I think Kadarius Tony, the move is not just for the rest of this season, whether it's just punt returns, a sprinkling in, uh, in the receiving game, this is, in my opinion, the new McCall Hardman. This leads me to believe he will fill in the McCall Hardman role going forward. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster might be pricing himself out. I know this is a longer outlook right here I'm taking, but Juju Smith-Schuster might be pricing himself out of Kansas City. If that's the case, they have MVS, Sky Moore, and that's basically it at wide receiver under contract for next year. They need a guy. McCall Hardman, as let's say underperforming as he's been compared to a lot of chiefs fans expectations, he's going to get paid somewhere, whether that's three years, 30 mil that feels about where he might end up. If that's the case, the chiefs now have that replacement cheaper, faster, more upside cost controlled. It makes sense. Someone's going to throw the bag at McColl. I agree. What did you think about Naheem Hines? I think that was a low key, really good move because Buffalo has struggled to find that pass-catching component out of their running backfield. Uh, James Cook doesn't seem ready. Singletary, he runs hard, but he's not a very dynamic pass-catcher. And Naheem Hines, I think, is one of the more underrated players in the NFL. He is like a 
poor man's Austin Eckler, so to speak. <laughs> I, I, I would a say homeless he, man's a homeless man's uh, yeah. Austin Eckler. I'm, a, I'm a massive Austin Eckler guy. Uh, it doesn't move the needle a ton for me. I think he's a fine third down back. But when it comes to running backs in general, you're not going to see the Buffalo Bills all of a sudden decide, oh, now we have Naheem Hines. Let's start pounding the rock. Let's start checking the ball down to him. It's still going to be the Josh Allen show for them. Same thing with Kansas City. I, I like what they did because they didn't panic. They didn't say, oh, shit. The defensive line has struggled. George Karloftis has has not gotten the sacks that we have wanted so far. We we got to go all in and get a Brian Burns. Where's Brian Burns? Still in Carolina. Where's Montez Sweat? Where's Deron Payne? You know, where, where are all these top-end, outside of Bradley Chubb, where are all these top-end edge guys? They're, they're still where they're at. Now, maybe the Rashad Fenton move to free up $1.4 million of of cap space. Uh, that that's why I think the move was more for than than anything. Yes, they trust the young corners, but they wanted the cap space in the roster spot. If if a veteran gets released, the Chiefs now have at least a little room to wiggle with. I mean, if it's Jerry Hughes, I don't know. Mm-hmm. If he gets released from the Texans, I'd be intrigued. Mm-hmm. We already saw Sidney Jones. Uh, he's what twenty six, a former very talented cornerback get released from Seattle, and that's because of injuries not bounced back the way. But the, the Chiefs did not panic. They, this is a long-term game here. This is not a all-in, all-in, all-in. This is, you have Mahomes. You have Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey. You have these players. This is a long-term situation here. It's not the Rams. Look at the Rams right now. They're screwed. Yep. It's a 10-year window, not a two-year window. And with the Super Bowl and who wins it often being determined, of course, by talent and who gets hot, but also injury luck. You hate to go all in. And what if Von Miller, I hope this doesn't happen. He's a great player. I want to beat the bills at full strength, but what if Von Miller blows out his knee? What if Bradley Chubb gets hurt again? It's a big bet. And the the chiefs are being really smart about how they use their poker chips. And I think it will pay dividends over the next five to 10 years. Yeah, the Chiefs are a top three favorite to win the Super Bowl. One player here and there wasn't necessarily going to make the biggest difference this season. Uh, the move they did make was a future move. And again, Indomitian Sue, uh, I've, I've been seeing his name getting dropped. I'll tell you what, I am talking myself more into Indomitian Sue than Odell Beckham Jr. based on a roster number crunch, as well as where I think the biggest impact could be had for Kansas City. But if you want to talk about impact, that's Casey Bierko. Impact your life in a good way. Get you some KC Beer Company, uh, some of their beer. It is incredible. Dare to beer different. Go down to the beer hall. Uh, all different types of beers they have. Uh, some specialties. The Winterbach is outstanding. One of my favorite year-round beer is the Hellas Lager. The Dunkel is, is the, the, the fan favorite. What made them famous? Uh, if you go to a liquor store, a beer place, get you the red carton. The red carton that says KC Beer Co., I'm telling you right now, you will not regret this. The owner was just over in Germany getting the hops that he wanted to get sent back to actually put in the beer. That's how cool and how legitimate they are. They brew their beer according to the German purity laws of 1516. Casey Beer Co. Dare to beer different. You ready to get into something we've never done before? Let's do it. Jump all in, baby. As a golfer, for years, I've been hearing PXG say, nobody makes golf clubs like they do, period. You know what? They're right. 
I went in for a fitting and saw for myself. Went in to swing the PXG Black Ops driver. And let me be honest, I was skeptical. Well, again, I, I loved my old driver. I had a uh, another very popular big-name brand. I love my driver. But they brought me in just to, to put it to the test. The PXG driver, it won. It was, I don't know, 7 to 10 yards longer. The dispersion was better. And the fitting experience was legitimately phenomenal. You know, I went in being a skeptic, and I came out being a true believer it feels like a premium club in your hand, and not just that. The The ability of, of the actual fitting process blew me away. We went from extra stiff to regular stiff shaft. We tried out different weights on the shaft. We tried different shafts in general. Um, we, we were messing with the weights in the driver going from a 10.5 degree driver down to a 9. As someone who has a high launch angle, who gets a lot of loft and height on their ball, I needed something that was a little lower, so we moved the weights to the front of the club. It, it was such a wonderful experience. I mean, they analyze every little bit of information to get the perfect fitting just for you. Um, again, I was blown away by the PXG Black Ops driver. PXG made me a believer. They'll do the same for every golfer in Kansas City. Visit pxg.com slash arrowhead to schedule your fitting at PXG Kansas City. Uh, that is 7517 West 119th Street in Overland Park. Get fitted for any club and you'll get a dozen golf balls free. That's pxg.com slash arrowhead to schedule your fitting. pxg.com slash arrowhead. Limit one dozen golf balls per person. Promotion ends June 30th. Other terms and conditions may apply. See store for details. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, special edition for the bye week. We are power ranking the rest of the Chiefs' schedule using bands. Sterling's a big music guy. I love music myself. So this is what we're going to do. We're, we're focusing on the Chiefs' rest of season schedule. Bands will be used to rank the difficulty of each matchup. It's part power rankings, part celebrity roast. So... First, we have great, which are green matchups. 10 is the Beatles, as good as it gets. Nine is Led Zeppelin, almost as good as it gets. Eight is Queen. They weren't the champions, but they were close. And then we have good, which are yellow matchups. Seven is the Pixies, your favorite band's favorite band. Six is Nirvana, 
never quite reached their high ceiling. Five is Tame Impala because they're new, they're good, but we don't know the ceiling yet. Four is Guns and Roses. We know the ceiling and it was fun. Terrible. Uh, these are the red mas- matchups. Three is Insane Clown Posse. It was fun, but it was bad. Two is Nickelback. It was fun and it was bad. And then one is Creed. Can you take me lower? Nope. So we're going to go through these. We're going to break down each week. And then we're going to assign one of these bands, one of these numbers to the matchup. Have a little fun with it. Uh, You know, regular power rankings are too boring for for Wacky Wednesday. So this is the way we're going to do it. You, You have any gripes with those? With that number system, Sterling, you're the, you're the music guy. A few. I have a few. Um, Let's hear it. No, no, no. We'll, we'll get into I might have my own ranking system as well. Iron Maiden needs to be up there somewhere. Our, Iron Maiden just absolutely, they're, come on. Iron Maiden's got to be up there. A little metal light is what you're saying? Oh, come on. Well, well, we'll figure it out. You know, maybe Paula Abdul's a three instead of Insane Clown Posse. I mean, sure, Rush Rush was great, but, you know. <laughs> hey, you know, I... I'm not a juggalo myself, but those people look like they're having a, a blast, right? That was good for them. Fun. Good for yeah, them. Good, good for them. Find, find where you fit in and, and do you, right? All right, let's so get we- into week nine, upcoming Tennessee Titans. Titans made one of the, uh, I don't want to say worst trades in recent history, but like maybe one of the worst trades in recent history. Uh, A.J. Brown is absolutely destroying it for the uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles, Jalen Hurts has his guy. Opens up the entire offense. I mean, he was double teamed against the Steelers, just going up, getting it, pointing at dudes. Didn't matter. By the way, that's one of my favorite celebrations. Just pointing at the guys, like you couldn't stop me, you couldn't stop me. I got the ball, well, you didn't. He had to do the celebrations because it looked like a replay down the right sideline, catching the ball over two hapless defenders. It looked like the same touchdown three times in a row. And I also like the the too small celebration. That's a classic. Yeah, that was that was great. The too small is always ideal. But you actually came up with this stat, and I'm going to totally rip it off of you, but I do want to at least give you credit here. Traylon Burks is the Walmart great value brand of A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown has more receiving yards this season with 659 than every Titans receiver combined with 658. Oof. That was a good stat you pulled. I'm not going to lie. I'm very, very, very impressed you were able to come up with that one. It's not my stat. Wow. It's Ian Hartitz from uh, PFF was where I first saw it. Damn, Some of these stats I forget, but, but, you know, when we're talking about how great a a stat is, I'm going to throw credit. Throw that that Chris Paul alley-oop. All right. Give us some more Tennessee Titans updates here. Tennessee hasn't beaten anybody. Their victories are as follows. Houston. Las Vegas, Washington, and Indianapolis twice. We lost to the Colts, sure, but we didn't even show up that game and still nearly beat them. Their offense hasn't scored more than 24 points all season. Good luck shooting it out with Mahomes, right? According to the Athletics' Ben Baldwin, they are ranked 32nd. That's dead last in pass protection. Starting quarterback Ryan Tannehill missed last week and is nursing a bum ankle. Malik Willis didn't look good. That coaching staff does not trust him to throw the ball. He's going to be a handoff to Derrick Henry machine if he's the starting quarterback. That's going to make them even more predictable than usual, and they are pretty predictable. In all fairness, the Titans are 10th in defensive DVOA. 
but that's on the back of a week's schedule, like we previously said. So what's the verdict here, Sterling? And also you in the comments. What are we giving these guys? Man, the, the issue with Tennessee, the only thing, the only pushback I'll give you, when folks say they haven't beaten anyone this year, especially, I don't think that holds true based on the amount of parity in the NFL right now. There's three teams who are obviously the elite tiers. Uh, you can maybe say four if you want to throw Minnesota in there. I'm mm. The TJ Hawkinson trade gets me even more excited about them in a weak NFC. But again, it's the, it's the Chiefs, Bills, and Eagles, right? So when you said they haven't beat anyone, you're basically saying there's about 29 or 28 other teams that they're just they're just there. They're just okay. You got to beat who's on Spot your schedule. Spot the lie, man. Spot they, the lie. They, hey, they don't make their schedule. They don't make their schedule. Or their division. I, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Uh, you know what? I'll go with Guns and Roses for the Titans. Sometimes it seems like Paradise City, but when the Chiefs – have played the Titans. Welcome to the jungle. I don't know if the if the team is out here hanging with Mr. Brownstone before they play the Titans because they always seem to not be up to the challenge. I'm going Tame Impala five, just right in the middle, and you know the hit song Elephant, Derek Henry. That's kind of like trying to take down an elephant. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe it just seems like it's it's so easy to beat the Titans, but it's not. No, maybe it hasn't we'll see been some November. The, it hasn't been. It hasn't been for the Chiefs. I mean, I, we lost to them last season. We lost to them in the regular season of that Super Bowl run. Now we avenged that loss in the playoffs, but historically they do play the Chiefs well. Uh, but Andy Reid out of a bye—that's a different animal. That's a whole different animal. I—I I, I think this is going to be uh, boat race territory. Yeah, and I think the Chiefs do come out with an appetite for destruction. Uh, week 10 versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, they have not looked great so far. I'm going to be real here. The, the Jags have uh, started off looking like they're a fun team. One team yep. you can root behind. You're like, maybe they're, they're not bad. Maybe they might win the AFC South. And now all of a sudden you're sitting here going, now they're, they're the Jags. Trevor Lawrence has not been very impressive. Uh, the team as a whole, they're – pedestrian at best what else do you got talking about the jacks frankly i get bored even talking about them well it was funny that they brought in the football version of pete rose to be their savior it's a little harsh on calvin ridley but you know he's suspended who even knows when or if he'll be reinstated one of the weirdest trades i've ever seen like the condition list was like you know as long as the list that santa claus totes around with him right (laughs) <laughs> but let's get into the actual numbers. Who knows if that trade is going to work out? Trevor Lawrence, he was billed as a generational talent, kind of like a Peyton Manning level draft pick. That's not what he's been. He's not who we thought he was. He's like, in my opinion, a factory recall version of Andrew Luck. And those red zone interceptions that he keeps throwing. That is exhibit A. I mean, there's just something broken about him. I, I can't put my finger on it. Sometimes he looks incredible, especially when he's zinging intermediate throws in there, but he doesn't have a good long ball. And sometimes his brain just breaks. You know, 25% of the time, he's just off. And sure, Travis Etienne is a baller. I'll give him that. But one skill player does not make an offense. 
especially with a second year QB and a new head coach. They are on the other side of the ball. They're outside the top 13 defensively in DVOA and EPA. So they're just mediocre on, on defense. And then they're 11th in EPA on offense, probably because of, of Doug Peterson, who let's give credit where it's due. He's a good coach. He won a Super Bowl in Philly. It's kind of, they're at least respectable. Last year under Urban Meyer, they were the laughing stock of the league. They're at least no longer at that, you know, kind of basement level. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Now at 21.5 points per game, they score about 10 less than the Chiefs do. So this is another team that if the points start pouring in, they probably won't be able to keep up. They just don't have the weaponry. And that's the issue. Where are the stars on this team? Who do the Chiefs even have to be mildly afraid of? I don't see anybody. You have to stop ETN. You have to kind of focus on him. But Christian Kirk is not going to keep Steve Spagnuolo up at night. So what's our verdict, Sterling? I'm going to try and get this voice right, so so wish me luck. Look at me, Jacksonville Jags. Every time I do, it makes me laugh. I mean, come on. They're Nickelback. They're the same team. Look at this photograph. Take a different picture. Change the quarterback. Change the head coach. They're bad. They're bad, and they're an animal. I mean, the Jaguars are an animal, technically, so I'm going with Nickelback. They're, they're, this should be a very easy game for the Chiefs. I'm not worried about the Jacksonville Jags at all. If this was earlier on in the season, I would have said, yeah, they look like they're, uh, they're a team who, who are young, fun, hungry, and now I'm looking at them going, if they didn't have Doug Peterson, this, this is a disaster of, of a team. Barely holding together. And I think the Nickelback call is great because just like a Nickelback concert, no players want to go to Jacksonville. That's why they had to pay that tax on, on Zay Jones, on Christian Kirk, and others. They had to pay the Jacksonville tax because even with Florida having no state tax, people just don't want to live there, apparently. If you're, if you're like a 20-something NFL player, it's the last place you want to go. I'm not going to lie, though. I actually have been to a Nickelback concert. I know. Roast me. Yeah, you go to, you go to like every go concert lot, yeah. ever, I right? Do. Yeah. A uh, lot of fun. A lot of fun. And I will, I will die on the hill that Nickelback, if you play at a bar, the majority of people are going to sing. They're not as bad as, they, as people are, make them out to be. People just don't like the diehard Nickelback fans. You know the ones that, that just rock affliction and who, if you look at them wrong, are going to kick your ass. Th- those are the big Nickelback fans. And that's do why they, they exist get, or is yeah, this a straw they, man? They, they, do? Did back, they did back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. But again, We'll, we'll go with Jags and Nickelback, just just based on the 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 uh, perception of Nickelback. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. 
Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. All right, let's go into week 11 at the Los Angeles Chargers. What do you got for us here? The Bolts are no different than a freshman philosophy major. They are both brimming with talent, but haven't figured out how to go deep yet. And that's the issue. I think the big issue with the broken offense that the Chargers currently have, they don't have any speed. They just don't have it. They're a horizontal offense. They are a short to intermediate offense. And they also have a litany of injuries. So things are just once again, not living up to the hype in Los Angeles. Uh, both Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, speaking, speaking of injuries, uh, being out, and that stifled the passing game that is already limited due to that lack of speed. Josh Palmer, are you feeling Josh Palmer? Because I'm not. No, he's, De- he's DeAndre not. Carter? Come on. The, these are, these are replacement-level players. They're not even – they're like, I don't know, n- nowhere near Juju and MVS's level. Their Matador defense is allowing 137.6 rushing yards per game. That's sixth worst. We saw this last year. Being a funnel defense and letting people run on you a little bit, we've seen the Chiefs do that successfully. We've seen Green Bay in the past do that successfully. This is something different. This is just they have no clue how to stop the run. And the Chargers are 16th in DVOA and 26th in defensive EPA. So their defense is very bad. And if Brandon Staley, by the way, I don't think – Brendan Staley should be the standard bearer for the analytics crowd. We've got to find a new guy. He's not, he's not living up to the billing, but if he as this defensive mastermind can't turn the chargers around, he got his Khalil Mack. I know JC Jackson is hurt, but what is he doing there? If he can't even produce a good defense. You know what? Maybe I'm stone cold crazy. And since the Chargers are always the preseason champions, this is a divisional game. Herbert is still a very talented quarterback. Is he healthy, though? Uh, well, we'll see. No, he I don't think looks he looks like is. a shell of his former self. To it me. looks like Drew Brees after he had the rib injury. I mean, it does. He, he can't throw the ball downfield. Not only that, I don't know if the Chargers are allowing him to throw the ball downfield. It's like they have Matt Schaub. They think they have Matt Schaub or Matt Moore at quarterback. I'm like, nah, Justin Herbert, sorry. Don't want you to throw the ball past the line of scrimmage. That would sure suck. Check down to Austin Eckler, especially when you're playing him in fantasy football against Sterling, so he loses. Uh, sorry, tangent. But yeah, I would say this is the queen game. Uh, the, the Chiefs don't have a particularly difficult stretch down the rest of the year, right? So I would say this is the, this is one of the harder games for them. It's a divisional matchup in L.A., although it is the Chargers, so it might feel even more like a Chiefs uh, home game just on the West Coast. A lot of red. Uh, you know, if you want to get on your bicycle and ride to L.A. for this game, you, you won't be alone. But I'll go is this, this is the, uh, the queen game for me. Queen. Hmm. I don't know. It depends on the health, I think, of their receivers. Because Austin Eckler can only do so much. Fantastic player, but one guy. You're right about Joe Lombardi's offense. It looks like the, the Michael Thomas slant boy offense from those late Drew Brees uh, years. And Herbert is already a little bit of a robot. He's a little bit, I mean, super talented guy. He's got all the tools. 
but he's a little bit mechanical. He's not someone who wants to get creative and take risks in the way that Allen and Mahomes do. And the last thing you want him, you want to do is push him to be more conservative. I don't think Joe Lombardi's going to last there. Queen is a bit high for me. Let me go and look, look back at these rankings. I'm going to go with the Pixies. I can't say great with the way the Chargers have looked. They've lost to some downright bad teams. Fair. That's fair. I, on paper, they're, they're one of the more talented teams the Chiefs have left. It's a, it's a rivalry game. Uh, they played well against Kansas City once this year already, and that was in Arrowhead. Just all True. those things considered. Again, this year has been one of those situations where teams have lost to really teams they should not have lost. The Chiefs are a perfect example of that. So with all good conscience, I can't just sit here and say no chance. I, I think this is going to be a closer game than most expect. Uh, are you next- – uh- we kind of have to grade on the curve here, right? A sure. Little bit. Okay. Sure. Because we can't just say, I mean, I kind of think the chiefs could run the table. Sure. I really do. I wouldn't be but, shocked, but we want to insert a little drama to these rankings. Uh, week 12 versus the LA Rams, Aaron Donald, Matthew Stafford, Cooper cup. And then, uh, then, yeah, that's, that's about it. That offensive line is an absolute disaster. They went all in to win the Super Bowl. Congratulations to them because they won. If they wouldn't have won, this would be looking even worse. They don't look good. There's no simple fix for them. Uh, they have a decent amount of talent, if you say Jalen Ramsey and a few guys here and there, but with the offensive line being as poor as it is, there's not much they can do. Not only that, there's some dysfunction when it comes to Cam Akers, uh, Sean McVay, I've said for a while now, who, who's been high, more highly touted as an offensive mastermind than him with a guy who, when you watch the game, sit here and go, this is the most basic, uh, dumb offense I've seen. It's first and 10 run. Oh, second and nine. Yeah, let's fucking run it again. It makes no sense. They're, they seem so vanilla. Yes, he's, a, I think, a good head coach. They've, they've gone to, obviously, you know, two Super Bowls. They've won one. It just feels like the offense is very bland. Jared Goff has been outplaying Matthew Stafford. Mm. I don't know, man. You think Sean McVay and Aaron Donald regret not retiring? No. They look at their bank account and say, I have hey, no issues. McVay, that guy could get $30 million a year broadcasting. That's the kind of for a you know a headline broadcaster for these NFL games. That's the kind of cake you're getting now. So a lot of people think that's before too long where he'll end up. But forget Super Bowl hangover. This is more like a Super Bowl coma. Uh, let's call it the Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> Great movie. Please, please, please tell me you've seen that one. I, I actually have seen this oh. one. Yes. Oh. Glad. No, I'm, I'm glad. Surprisingly, I've seen a movie. Yeah, I know. So you mentioned on how bad the offense is. They are dead last, dead last, 32nd in offensive EPA. Even Cooper Cup can't can't save this unit. And really, can you imagine without McVeigh does do a beautiful job of scheming up Cooper Cup, but if they didn't have them, because like he twisted his ankle this past week, and if he has to miss this game, are they even going to score? And on the other side of the ball, their defense isn't good either. Losing Von Miller, 
has really hurt that pass rush. They're not a top 12 unit in either DVOA or EPA defensively. Uh, Allen Allen Robinson, that was not a good signing. He is posting an anemic 0.84 yards per route run. That ranks 62nd or next to worst among all wide receivers who have gotten 30 or more targets. So basically, he is the second least efficient receiver in the entire NFL. They're spending $15 million a year to have that on the field. And I, a lot of Chiefs fans, including myself, are really interested in this guy. Beach really dodged a bullet. When you look at him signing Juju Smith-Schuster instead, who cost a fraction of what Allen Robinson costs, is younger now. Now, if we re-sign him, maybe he'll cost more. Or maybe we won't be able to resign him, but I still think it was a good bet. And uh, I think they really miss Andrew Whitworth. That's the last point I want to make here. He's having fun in that Thursday night, you know, football booth, right? Or I guess on the field as part of that crew. Doing a good job, I think, too. But they really miss their left tackle because uh, he sort of held that line together, not only on the field, but I think sort of from a leadership, you know, his leadership ability was a big part of that Rams team last year. And now they don't have him. So Sterling, what's the verdict here? What band are you going with? Well, going into this season, I would have said the Beatles, but like the Beatles, they were good yesterday and not today. I'm going how their offense is playing. That's tame. Tame Impala is who I'm going with when it comes to this game. We only go backwards. Pretty good. I like that. Look at you, Adam. Yeah. Got to keep up with you, man. But I mean, what else would you say about that running game? They were playing Ronnie Rivers and Ronnie Rivers family. Don't take this personally. I've never fucking heard of that guy. And I know the NFL pretty well. He was their starting running back last week. They're just two weeks from now. They're going to gr- uh, grab the beer vendor and, and try him running the ball. And it won't matter because that line is a tire fire. Correct? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's brutal, man. I, I, I'm starting to, the older I've gotten, even in Madden now, if I do a fantasy draft, I'm like, got to spend high draft capital on the offensive line because if the offensive line is atrocious, nothing really matters. Look at the Bengals. Ooh, perfect. Oh, perfect. Speak, speaking of the Bengals, that's who the Chiefs play week 13 in Cincy. Uh, Jamar Chase would probably be question mark for this game. I would be shocked if he makes it back in time. And if you just saw their offense without Jamar Chase, not good. Nope. Bengals fans are going to want to kill me for this. But without Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow is basically Kirk Cousins if if Kirk Cousins dressed like Macklemore. Look at the picture. That that's how uh, that's how Joe Burr rolls into games, right? <laughs> oh man, the words of foreigner. He is cold as ice without Jamar Chase. His offensive yeah. line is making him see double vision. He thinks he's a jukebox hero. I'm sorry, I'll stop. I was getting a little hot blooded right there. Oh man. But you're right. Burrow has taken 99 sacks in the last two seasons, including the playoffs. That's 32 more than any other quarterback. You can't win that way. I'm still shocked that they went to the uh, Super Bowl last year playing this way. 
But that was just a, you know, they caught lightning in a bottle. That was just one of those once in a lifetime. I don't know. They, you can't replicate that, right? And so it's no wonder that they've regressed to the mean. Joe Mixon, Joe Mixon isn't going to save them. Outside of Najee Harris, he's probably the most inefficient bell cow in the league. He doesn't look very good. T. Higgins. T. Higgins looks real good across from Jamar Chase, but you make the number two into the number one, he had a lot of trouble separating against Martin Emerson and Greedy Williams on Monday night. Those are guys that if you are a highly touted superstar receiver, you should not struggle as much as he struggled. And Tyler Boyd is a good player, but he's not going to be a game wrecker the way Jamar Chase was. So I think the long ball luck and the health good fortune from last year have regressed. And this is an average team. And I don't want to be too hard on Joe Burrow. I think 20, 22, maybe even 24 teams would do just about anything to have him. But we need to slow the hell down on putting him in that category with Mahomes and Allen, probably even Lamar Jackson, honestly. And, and, and maybe even Jalen Hurts, the way Jalen Hurts is playing. But Jalen Hurts also has such a uh, perfect situation around him that we shouldn't get ahead of ourselves. But I think that Joe Burrow, if you look back to college, he's been so blessed. He played with Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase and even our own Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Terrace Marshall. And then he came into Cincinnati. And a lot of people think that's the best receiving core in the league. So I think he's a star. But do I think he's a superstar? I don't know. We shouldn't throw him into that conversation with Allen and Mahomes in particular. For me, good times, bad times. You know the Bengals have had their share. This this is the Zeppelin game for me. And you don't know what Cincy you're going to get. They do have some top-end talent. The Chiefs have struggled playing against Cincinnati. I mean – over the hills and far away to the land of Cincinnati. Sure, you don't have to go over many hills with no mountains, so I guess hills only. This could be a tough game for Kansas City. This is one of the few teams where offensively, the Bengals, they have the potential to keep up. I think the Chiefs are a much better team since he's not the same team they were last year. Um, you know, without Jamar Chase, that's obviously going to be a, a massive help for Kansas City, but. I don't, this might be the toughest game on the schedule, for my opinion. The Bengals have a lot to prove. Chiefs obviously want to have that revenge game. I, I would go with this is the Zeppelin game for me. They did look pretty dazed and confused against the Browns. <laughs> there we go. There we go. We have to keep up the, uh, the cornball factor. Uh, what about you? What do you got? Yeah, it's the one I'm the most worried about in this entire docket. But the fact that Jamar Chase is hurt, this line looking arguably worse than last year, and then the the Chiefs, just the revenge factor. I think if they looked at the schedule in the offseason, I have a feeling that Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, they circled this game. And they said, these dudes ruined our season last year. You know, we've got to go get them in Cincy the next time we get a chance. So I I think that they're going to be really fired up, more so than usual. 
sometimes the Chiefs kind of sleepwalk into games and play down to the level of their competition. That's not going to be the case here. I got to give a quick shout out to John F. Thanks for uh, the comments. I appreciate it. I'm seeing you a lot in there and you're, uh, you got a couple good ones right here. Hopefully there's no communication breakdown. That's a good one. Uh, and he, he goes, I got a whole lot of love for the chiefs. Love that. Bengal Gary H's Bengals offensive line. When the levy breaks outstanding, <laughs> outstanding, Perfect. Perfect, man. Perfect. That's great. Best one go. yet. Uh-huh. Uh, week 14 at the Denver Broncos. Uh, they traded Bradley Chubb. You know, they're basically waving the white flag. Uh, they've tried going all in with Russell Wilson. Now they're going, oh, shit. He's not the answer. We have no draft picks. We have so much money. What are we going to do? We need draft capital back. Uh, let's ride? Nope. Let's hide. <laughs> I- we're not going to be hearing a lot from Broncos fans this year. I don't think Mm. it's going to be, what has it been? 13 games in a row, 13 game uh, winning streak against the Broncos. I think it's going to be 2015. Yes. It's 2015 since the, since the Royals won the world series. Yeah. And a guy named Obama was president. I mean, that's a long time ago. Yeah. The Broncos are second worst in offensive points per game at 15, even and are only a tenth of a point better than the Steelers. It's a completely broken offense, and I imagine not what they envisioned when they brought, when they, you know, gave a treasure trove of assets to the Seattle Seahawks, and then for some reason, before even seeing Russell Wilson play in the blue and orange, handed him the bag, something like two hundred thirty million. When they could have just waited, they could have just waited and and observed and kind of and felt it out. Maybe if he plays bad, you pay him less. I don't know. But part of the problem is I'm going to be a little bit meaner because these are the Broncos we're talking about. Fraudulent superstar Cortland Sutton essentially has the same yards per route run as Marquez Valdez Scantling, 1.55 to 1.54. So he's basically, he's kind of the same guy. Not, not super efficient, sort of just a deep ball threat. And he's not really on the same page with Russell Wilson. Credit where credit is due, though. They are number one in defensive EPA and DVOA, essentially the best defense in the league. Now, maybe part of that is a result of their playing style or you know who they're playing, but they definitely have a good defense. You take Bradley Chubb out, it's going to be less good, but Patrick Sertan might be the best corner in the league this year. He really might. Yeah, uh, their defense is legitimate. I mean, let's let's be real here. Uh, I, I kept saying they're going to have a good defense this year. They're not going to crumble without Vic Fangio. Some folks were saying, oh, why did they fire Vic Fangio? Well, after looking at what Hackett has done, uh, maybe they should have kept him. But the thought process was Vic Fangio was defense only. The offense would improve with a offensive mind. Uh, that has not happened. But when it comes to the defense, I knew it wasn't going to collapse. There's too much talent. They are very good defensively. Um, but it comes down to Russell Wilson. Just He's not that guy anymore. Uh, he's shown glimpses, I will admit, at times this season where you go, wow, this is a guy who's starting to get it together, uh, was against the Jaguars in London, 
Uh, you know, they hit a, a nice fourth quarter comeback. Nice drive. Uh, we saw at times earlier this season in one of their comebacks, he used his legs, but we're not seeing him use his legs as much. And when he's not using his legs, when he's stationary, he's just not as good. He's not as talented as the top end quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, Sherry throws a great deep ball, but even now when he throws one, it's, it's, it's a duck. I mean, he's throwing great ducks. I mean, if you're a duck hunter, you're jealous. You're going, that bad boy's fluttering. I, I don't know. They have, they have talent. They have some receivers. But if he's not going to use his legs, this all comes down to me with Russell Wilson. Yeah. And his biggest problem has been his red zone futility. Coming into this week, they were historically bad. They were worse than the 2012 Chiefs were in the red zone. And that was a historically bad team in the red zone. They went three for three in the red zone this last week in London against the Jags. So, you know, maybe things are picking up. But before that, they had they were end zone allergic, basically. Wilson, you pointed out that he's been bad. He's currently PFF's 29th ranked quarterback. Now, I know we bitch about PFF and their quarterback rankings, but they're not that far off. They do have Mahomes in the top five. So it's just it's just one metric, one thing to look at. And he's he's essentially one of the four worst quarterbacks in the entire NFL. And they have committed their franchise to him for the next, I think you know, four and a half years, it looks like, with the dead cap situation. I don't see it getting better. I certainly don't see it getting better by week 14. Do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this would be my uh, insane clown posse game because it's insane. The Broncos had a chance to even look <laughs> at, at Russell Wilson for a year before deciding to give him money, and they go, no, 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 screw that. We know he's still good. We know all these past seasons of him slowly declining. That can't be any correlation to what he's going to be like in the future. It's insane they gave him that much money. And Broncos fans stick around like juggalos. are sitting here. They're all excited. Woo, Russell Wilson. You're basically calling them clowns. We're, we're a family. We're a family. We're one big family. Yeah, let's ride off into the sunset and be horrible for five more years. Congratulations. I'm here for it. What do you got? Same thing? Is that, I'm is that not going to argue with you calling the Broncos a bunch of clowns. Hell no. <laughs> I, I, I am totally on the same page. All I'm right, here then. for the Broncos slander every single time. Uh, let's get into week 15 at Houston Texans. Uh, I will say Houston, they've been in some games. They've gotten a little sideways with Brandon Cooks. Uh, I don't know whether that's going to be like going forward. They have turned the reins over to Damian Pierce at running back, and he's been solid, if not you know pretty unspectacular. Davis Mills, I think, is actually a fine NFL quarterback, a back-end starter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, Davis Mills is frankly been more impressive than let's say Zach Wilson, than than Trevor Lawrence, than even Justin Fields to an extent as far as what Ooh. they've done it in their young yeah. Justin Fields has had two good games and no, he's, he's starting to come around. He's, he's had two games. They're, they're using him right. They're starting to Dog, use him right. And also he has games. like the he doesn't have any Laramie Tunsil blocking for him or a Brandon Cooks to throw to. Let, let's see how he does now that he's got Chase Claypool and they're actually Dog, there's run. no chance and, you you're trying to tell me that the Houston Texans have a better roster than the Chicago Bears. That's they have a better asinine. offensive line and probably better receivers. That's how bad Chicago. I think Justin Fields is name in the, one other receiver outside of Brandon Cooks on Houston. Nico Collins, man. Okay, University of Michigan represent. He's a good player. I like. I can Nico name, I can name he's more. Hurt, I, he's hurt right now. Okay, but I can name I, more. I, I can name more Chicago Bears impact players than I could Houston Texans. Equinomius St. Brown. 
Come on. No. Darnell Mooney. Cole Komet. Sorry, maybe he should throw the ball to a legitimately solid tight end. He's not legitimately know. solid. Not by the way, both teams are bad. So we're, we're this is a this is a mid off we're having right now. It uh, is a mid off. <laughs> but but the Houston Texans, I they're a bad team, but they're a team that I think has spirit. They have spirit. They're they're not the most talented, but they f- seem to find a way to stick in some games. You know what I think it is when you have the most talent deficient roster in the league. These guys are playing for their careers. Mm. You have more guys whose futures aren't guaranteed than probably any other 53 man squad in the league. And so that's, of course, these guys are going to show up and bring it every Sunday because if not, they might be, you know, putting their resume on, on deed or something on Monday. That's the kind of situation a lot of these, these guys are in. But I must say Lovey Smith does not look like he's having fun. Do you think he looks like he's having fun? He's kind of, you know, the demeanor and the, the huge ZZ top beard. He kind of looks like a hostage. Lovey blink twice. If you need us to get you out of there, we will, we will do it. Let's get into the numbers with the Texans. The Texans offense only gets a first down or touchdown on 64% of their series. That's second worst. They're not moving the ball. Houston scores about half as much as the Chiefs do on average. So they're really going to struggle to keep up. They are third last in defensive DVOA, despite playing in a cupcake division. 25th in defensive EPA. And, you know, Levy is supposed to be this defensive guru or at least he was back in the day in the Chicago heyday when he took them, took them to the Super Bowl, right? That Rex Grossman, Devin Hester team. Am I remembering that right? They lost to the Colts, I think. Chat, let us know if we're, if we're off, but I think I'm on there. You were right. There's, there's not a lot of talent. Laramie Tunsil is probably the only all-pro caliber player on the roster. Brandon Cooks, maybe at one point, was... I don't think he's quite there anymore. Yeah, 2017. <laughs> hey, man. I have, I have respect for that guy. He's had uh, 1,000 yards for like four different teams. Not a lot of guys have done that. Not a lot of guys would move around as much as he, ha- has, he, as he has and, and kind of keep with it. Uh, but you kind of held up Davis Mills as a false idol a little bit. I'm going to bring – I'm going to pop that balloon right now. I said he's a back-end legitimate NFL starter. He said he's better than Justin Fields. Zach Wilson, no So arguments. far throughout throughout their young careers so far, you cannot look him in the eye and say, who's had the most success from that rookie class? Hey, Janet Jackson, what have you done for me lately since we're going music? Justin Fields has been better the last month. He has. He's starting to come on. He is. But he has more – Davis Mills has almost as many interceptions – as he does touchdowns, he's got eight tutties, six picks. It's not so hot. Mm-hmm. I think we're going Creed. Can you do a Creed impression? Because I, I, I'm not even going to try it. I'll hurt myself. Attempting it. I have no pipes, man. I, I mean, come on. The Chiefs should win this game with Hams, Wat Hole, Pong. <laughs> I still don't get what Creed was trying to be. Were they trying to be like, uh, like a, you know, Pearl Jam cover band. Like what is, 
What Can is their you take me high? Oh. Yes, what? literally every other team. Literally every other team is higher than the Houston Texans. Well, now we got the tie-in Creed Humphrey joke. Yeah, I know. I can't believe I'm saying this much. This is why I don't sing. This is why if you see the drumheads, everyone watching on, on Facebook and everything, I literally can't sing at all, as you can tell. This is why I play drums. This is why I play drums. At but, least I'm trying, Adam. Come hey, on, hey, you sing. I, this was your idea, and I'm the one making a buffoon of myself. You are the one with musical talent. If I start singing, our live watch numbers are going to like plummet. They'll plummet. Mm. Oh, and by the way, just just to point it out, you're you're ripping on um, you know, Davis Mills and his touchdown to interception ratio. You want to take a gander at what uh, Justin Fields is? Uh, <laughs> is this a cell phone? Justin Fields can can rush though. He's so seven, dynamic. Seven to six, seven to six. But just wanted to make sure you knew that. Uh, he, next he doesn't game. have the rushing element though. Davis Mills. I mean, next you game. Get, you get Justin Fields out in space. He's electric, man. Talking about electric, that is the uniforms as well as Geno Smith. They're playing the Seattle Seahawks in week 16. Let's be real here. Seattle's been probably the biggest surprise of any team. You you can make a case for Atlanta, but I would say Seattle. Uh, Seattle has, you know, Geno Smith was that the whole quote of they wrote me off. I didn't write back. And now he's playing very well. Yes, he has some talent with DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, but there were a lot of talks going into this year if Lockett was going to get traded, if they were going to blow this team completely up. The defense was not supposed to be any good. Uh, you know, Rashad Penny, he got hurt out for the year. Uh, this was after losing Chris Carson out for his career. I mean, I've been thoroughly impressed that the Seattle Seahawks have been able to keep it together and have been legitimately good in what was supposed to be a very talented division. Yeah, me too. I, I kind of own, uh, Oh, Pete Carroll apology, honestly, really, I don't know if we bullied him into being better, but who is this guy? He's throwing a ton. He's going for it on fourth down. He's really evolved. And you have to go back and look at sure. Maybe in the past, he was a little stuck in the past, but Russell Wilson, Maybe the bigger problem than Pete Carroll. That's what it looks like right now. Pete Carroll has been vindicated in getting rid of Russ and going with Geno. I mean, we thought he was insane this summer when he was talking about a Geno Smith, Drew Locke quarterback competition, right? I still don't believe him. A few weeks ago, he said that Drew Locke is nipping at Geno Smith's heels. Come on, man. Drew Locke season, baby. I know. Mizzou represent, but... I don't know. I'm more of a backup QBU. That really throws a wrench in everything if he's a starter because it's backup QBU with Chase, Blaine, and and Drew Locke's really, really primo. Hey, what a profession. Hold the clipboard and just stack up millions? I mean, They teach you well, Mizzou, baby. That's that's called business classes. Pete Carroll, what's with that guy, man? He, He always looks like he's in a Viagra commercial. Am I wrong? He just does. He does. You know, the, the chewing gum and he's running around this old peppy guy. And my question is, how long can he keep this mediocre roster propped up for? At least four hours. Longer than that, they have to call a doctor. <laughs> All right, let's get in the numbers before oh. we get in trouble with our sponsors, right? Oh. You talked about that running game and. <laughs> Do we want to get in the numbers? Come on. I don't know. I don't want to talk about you getting into the trenches right now. 
Kenneth Walker, he's looked really good at times, but only James Robinson has a higher stuffed rate. Kenneth Walker gets stuffed 26% of the time. You cannot say stuffed right now. What's next? Geno Smith. Geno Smith hooking up with DK Metcalf. Like, you know what announcers said in the end zone for a, for a touchdown? That always gets me. Every time. Tyler Lockett's going long. Speaking of Gino, the story's been fun. But don't you think he's simply been running hot a little bit? Maybe teams don't have a lot of tape on him. I just don't think this is sustainable. I really don't. They haven't beaten anybody of note except the broken Chargers team. The one really good team they – well, really good is relative in the current NFL. But I do think the 49ers – so we have the the, the elite trio, right? Chiefs, Bills, Eagles. I would put the 49ers, especially post-McCaffrey, in the next tier. Would you? Sure. They got, they got smoked. Seattle got smoked by them. I think it was like 27 to 7. And both DK uh, Metcalf and Tyler Lockett have been banged up. If either one of those guys has to miss some time. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Make it stop. I'm like not even trying to do it anymore. Have you ever seen a guy, speaking of DK Metcalf and being hurt, two weeks in a row, he he gets carted off the field. And then he plays the next week. The first time he got carted off to take a shit. (laughs) Have you heard about this guy's diet? (laughs) He, He has one meal a day and then he just drinks coffee and eats like, three or four bags of Skittles or, or like candy. And he's like the most just jacked another, another bad, you know, Mm -hmm. bad choice of phrasing there. He's the most ripped like physique in the league. And he, can you imagine if you or I ate like that one meal a day, just baselining coffee and then, you know, eating, eating like every day it's, the day after Halloween. I do. That's that's what I eat. That's how I live my life. No way, man. I'm not buying it. I'm not <laughs> buying it. Uh, so what do we have here? Is this team for real or is it a, you know, kind of feel good story? That's the result of a, you know, small sample size trap. Small I, sample I, size. I'm going to throw in a different one here mostly based on the sexual innuendos you've you've gone with as well as the longevity accidentally longevity Uh, huh we're we're gonna go with uh go with kiss we're gonna go with kiss who has more sexual innuendos than kiss maybe steel panther maybe tenacious d i don't know it's close but kiss come on dr love so let's make kiss 7.5 7.5 not quite Room yellow service two timer i mean come on <laughs> not quite yellow not quite green is that fair for well it depends is it kiss unmasked is the mask going to come off seattle and they're and they're no longer good or is this they're going to be at full power with you know masks on with gene simmons and and everyone ace freely paul stanley I don't know. They are Gene Simmons with a shorter tongue. <laughs> That's a good one. Lick it up. 
Yeah, how about lick it up? That's the, that has to be. Uh, if there are kids listening to this, don't listen to that song. If you're a parent right now, if you're older, if you've ever once said rap music's too dirty these days, listen to lick it up. You ever seen the movie Role Models? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of kiss in there, right? Yeah. I think it's a good one. This is a good one. I, if I, I ever have a kid, I think I'm just going to paint his face, you know, kiss style. And Oh, yeah, Love Gun. I forgot about Love Gun. Thanks, John. Yeah. You the crowd, the I mean, our comments are on fire right gun. now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How about ZZ Top Pearl Necklace? That's a good one. Uh, Ice Cream Man by Van Halen. Yeah, Little Me was singing that when I was a Guys. child. I was like, I love ice cream. I'm your ice cream man. Stop me when you're passing by. Hello? Oh, this is Casey Bierko. Oh, you're, you're pulling our sponsorship? Come on, Casey Bierko. They go hand in hand with classic rock. Come on now. Don't you dare. Yeah, I, 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 it's just a joke. I think, cold you know, gin time again? More like cold Casey beer time again. I think they'd be feeling this. Yeah, I think they, they, they should. Yeah. You know what? Let's, let's get into the final game. Oh, no, it's not the final game. Second to final game. Week 17 versus the Denver Broncos. Uh, same game. No, you were right. The, Ra- the Raiders don't count. The Raiders don't count. Oh, <laughs> uh, who do you have for this one? The Broncos are even worse at at Arrowhead, right? I, I'm a little bit scared of them at Mile High, Invesco, whatever the hell they're calling it now. I even forgot what we called them before. Um, Another Nickelback. Unless you want to come up with 2.5 and find another band like Smash Mouth. Oh, don't you dare. Don't you fucking dare hate on Smash Mouth. Don't you watch your mouth. Somebody once told me. Dude, you look like the singer in Smash Mouth right now. That outfit right now screams you're about to sing Walking on the Sun. Come on. Don't give me this. I don't know. I don't really have another one. I'm trying to name a band I don't really like. I see Cherry Pie from Warrant. That's a good one. Hmm. Maroon 5. Mike, the producer, says Maroon hey. 5. We'll, we'll go Maroon 5. Maroon, yeah. we'll, we'll go new Maroon, Maroon 5. Maroon 2.5. Yeah. Ma- boom. Nails. The thing is, I used to like Maroon 5 when they were, you know, back in the day. She will be loved. Come on. You tell me you're not singing that. Uh, their first couple of albums, not bad. And they went on. I don't know. Not bad. Adam Levine, as a fellow Adam, I'm really territorial about, you know, how Adams represent. And he's something's off putting about that dude. I'm sorry. There just is. (laughs) We'll go with Maroon 2.5 for week 17, week 18, final game of the season at the Las Vegas Raiders. What do you see in here? Unfortunately for the Raiders, what happens in Vegas doesn't actually stay in Vegas. And we're going to witness their uh, their walk of shame again. <laughs> I'll go. This is the Katy Perry game. You know why? Because that's what you get when you wake up in Vegas. A win. The Chiefs are going to go handle the business. Week 18. The only re- reason they don't win, if you're Kansas City, the Chiefs, because they're sitting everyone. The Raiders, I will say... I was getting ready to be like, okay, they're starting to turn things around. They look legitimately like a, maybe the second best team in the AFC West. And then they decided they were going to take a bye as well. 
It's bad, man. The, the Raiders, they, they brought in Devontae Adams. Derek Carr, they they think is still their franchise quarterback. Uh, you know, Josh Jacobs had a very nice season. They're not using Hunter Renfro. They don't use Darren Waller. They're no, no one defensively in the secondary or linebacking core really scares me. You know, I, this should be a fairly easy win for Kansas City as long as uh, the Chiefs aren't sitting their entire starting cast. Don't forget about superstar wide receiver Matt Collins. Really starting to put it together. But speaking of Devontae Adams, he did have a really good game against us. So that has to worry you a little bit. But outside of that week five performance and his, uh, his week one performance, he's only averaging 49.2 yards per game. He hasn't scored in three weeks. I think last week he had one reception for three yards. They're paying something like $50 million dollars for the car Adams connection. And that's all the juice they can squeeze out of, out of those two. It's just not going to work out for Derek Carr. Mm. And they're one of the worst defenses in the league too. They're, they're 29th in defensive DVOA and EPA. So bottom five defense an offense that mm, is just so, so despite making that big gamble in the off season. And I think a big reason for that, their struggles is Darren Waller. What's up with Darren Waller? Seriously. They handed him that big contract and he hasn't, he hasn't been healthy. He hasn't looked like himself when he's been on the field. I've kind of been someone who's rooted for Darren Waller. I appreciate his story. I love when somebody turns their life around. Same with Max Crosby, you know, that's, that's gotta, you know, kind of hit you right here, but you gotta be honest. He doesn't look like he's a good bet right now. He looks, he's on, um, washed watch, maybe. I, I like that John said Goo Goo Dolls feels like a good one for this game. Iris. Why don't you Why don't you watch them slide down the AFC West standings? Well done. I don't know enough of their songs to uh, to kind of come up with a pun there, but um, outside of Max Crosby, who do you even know in that defense? Chandler Jones. Yeah. Man, I mean, it's just that, that, that one safety, that one guy, you know, I'm talking about that one guy. <laughs> Dude, they're bad, man. I mean, Max Crosby's incredible. Give him all the credit in the world. Max Crosby is a phenomenal top five pass rusher in the NFL. But Chandler Jones, he, he's an aging veteran. He's fine. Um, someone says Matchbox 20, closing time. That's semi-sonic. Yeah, semi-sonic. Yeah. Sorry, I had I had to do it to you. Who's who's Chumbawamba? That's tub thumping. Uh, Kyle Carney says Raiders black balloon has been plopped uh, has been popped. That's a good one. Like that one, Kyle. Good pull. Yeah, well done. Yeah, the chat is on fire. This is fun. Good idea. It, it is fun. Good idea, Adam. This is all Adam's idea. So give him all the credit. If you liked it, give him the credit. If you hated it, well, you know who to blame. Still this blame guy. me. Still blame me. I don't have a problem with that. I'll be the we, fall guy. Went off the rails a little bit, but mostly it's been fun. Okay, so, Ozzy. Did did we pick a band? Did we go Google Dolls for this? Google I went dolls. Katy Perry just based on the song Waking Up in Vegas. Oh. Yeah. I don't really know much about Katy Perry. She played at the Super Bowl. Yeah. I went, this is a true story. I went to the Super Bowl to see the Chiefs play 
and I did not watch the uh, the halftime show. Really, J Lo and Shakira. Man, I I had to eat. Nothing against the two of them, but I had to eat. I hadn't eaten in like three or four hours. I was hungry, and uh, I, I was just I couldn't deal with that. The Chiefs were down. I was thinking like, what am I going to do if the Chiefs lose the Super Bowl? We're going to be miserable, and I just couldn't deal with it. I, I don't really regret it either. Uh, yeah, but Shakira's hips don't lie. Come on now, Adam. You know this. Mm. J-Lo, uh, better actor or singer? Mm. Neither. Uh, She's a better celebrity, huh? I like Oregon fishing all by myself for the Chiefs being alone at the top of the AFC West again. Uh, Clint McKenzie, thank you, man. Appreciate that. You were always so nice. Clint's a great dude. Um, no, I, I, I think we did a good job here. I'm proud of you, Adam. Thank you. Should we do a little spot the fake and then get let's, out? Let's do it. Let's do one last, one last goober thing and then we're out of here. Okay. So, which of the following are not characters in the Breaking Bad Better Call Saul franchise? Lalo Salamanca, Perp Walk Shauna, Mike Ermintrout, or Skinny Pete. Skinny Pete. The reason why I think is you said the Lalo Sa- Salamanca thing way too smooth. You said Mike Ermin Trout, unless that's a um, what's that thing called when you have words spelled different spots, you know, and it makes a different word. That could be one. Um, Perp Man Walk, too. Perp, Perp Walk Shauna feels like I don't know. Feels like something legitimate. Skinny Pete seems like something you just make up. What is it? Perp Walk Shauna. <laughs> I thought about that one for like 10 minutes. That's why I wanted to do this because I thought, I, I think I'm going to get him with this one. Ugh. I don't know where I pulled it from, but it, it worked. Dude. You, your record, you are basically the Detroit Lions of Spot the Fake. Mm. Maybe the Raiders. I think, I've got, I think I got two. I have two. You're the Raiders. Yeah. No, the Jags started off hot and fun, and now I'm just sitting here in a, in a pool of sadness. That's right. All right, guys. I hope you all enjoyed this special edition of Wacky Wednesday. We will see you, uh, I guess, this, this Sunday night with, uh, for the big tilt against the Titans. Let's get a little revenge for last season. Until then, go Chiefs. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
Get everything for your next roofing project at Menards. Your roof is the first line of defense against the elements. Owens Corning Shingles are designed to offer long-lasting performance while providing ultimate protection. They have a limited lifetime warranty and up to a 130-mile-per-hour wind warranty. Choose from over 40 options designed to protect your home for years to come. Stay big on Shingles at Menards. And don't forget to check out our weekly ad on Menards.com. Save big.